Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 105 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. It's a game day. Five o'clock puck drop from Ottawa. Oilers 3-1 victory. Last night, Mike Smith was stellar in goal. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Quickly now into the Oilers now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. Accidents happen. Go to James H. Brown. Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers because we're getting texts on Zach Cassian. If you've not heard, he has been placed on LTIR, upper body injury. He'll be out minimum 10 games to 24 days. Ethan Bear will not play uh, tonight according to Oilers uh, head coach Dave Tippett. Gaetan Haas uh, was not available. I don't think anybody asked about Haas today, but looks like he will not play as well. Devin Shore was activated. He's a left shot. Alex Chason will play. Uh, both Chris Russell and James Neal got pinged off of shots last night as well. We'll keep an eye on that. You can uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. We will tell you we have Mark Spector here for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans caring for our horses, horse racing Alberta. As we go to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, and we bring back Sportsnet Spec and Spec, I'm going to make you laugh right here right now because mark right. made me, me laugh mark texts the show to say you know bob talks or spec talks about young guys being ready but uh bob uh, just a note uh, as a keen observer of your show uh with brian burke's departure don't offer up more time to mark specter i just not sure if he's ready <laughs> <laughs> And and this text comes to we got a couple uh, real smart textures in Southern Alberta. Just says Bob, looking at the history, there's always been a narrative lurking in the background of the original group of the great young Oilers uh, back in the '80s that they grew together. What was lost on many at the time was that there were some veteran pros on those early teams that played an important role. Just nobody remembers their names, including me, except maybe L. Hamilton. Uh, Ace Bailey was around with with some of those guys. Uh, with, uh, How about but Bill Flett? 
Cowboy Flat, uh, and and perhaps most importantly, Lee Fogelin. I don't think there's any way you can underscore the importance of what Lee Fogelin meant. There were, there were times, some cheap, the amount of times that Lee Fogelin settled a score in the final four or five minutes of game when somebody did something cheap to a Gretzky or a Curry or an Anderson, Messier kind of did it himself, and Messier usually did it with a stick mark. But the amount of times that Lee Fogelin did it... Um, Lee Foglin for me, I, I just know in the limited or not uh, opportunities I've had a chance to talk to some of the Hall of Fame Edmonton Oilers players, they, to a man, never underscore the importance of a guy like Lee Foglin. So that's a great point by Randy, who took time to Texas. Well, and that's a perfect cue to tell the story about the toughest order in, in order history. Jim Matheson used to, I remember he used to write this. I don't know how you did that, but... I guess there was a day, you'll remember this tale, any old older fan. Well, there was a day when, when Lee Foglin had an a, a, a abscessed tooth or a bad feeling or something like that. It was a bad feeling, and it was driving him crazy, and he wasn't going to play, and he was in all this pain. So he took a curtain hook out from one of the old hotel room curtains that they used to have curtain hooks back in those days, and he ripped that filling out himself in his hotel room and played later that night, Bob. <laughs> Like, is today's NHLer performing dental surgery on themselves anymore, or are those oh, days gone? <laughs> oh, how about the time? Uh, and I always, I, I, I always credit the source. You know that Mark. It was Robin Brownlee's uh, line that Jason Smith had the pain threshold of a human cadaver. But the time that uh, Smith got uh, got nicked, nicked up, and was leaking at the bench, and told them to stitch him up right at the bench as the game was going on, not to take him back under, <laughs> underneath. Doesn't want to go to the room. Doesn't want to go to the room. And I will tell you, when it comes to teeth, Mark, and I have a lot of history uh, with this, and Dr. Bob Ridley, whose father has done the play-by-play of the Medicine Hat Tigers for over 50 years, he's unfortunately had to personally uh, witness this. Uh, But I will tell you that Swedish fish, when you are flying, uh, Swedish fish can break down uh, teeth quite effectively. And then you usually have to have a couple shots of Baileys to kill the pain. Over never the hurts. Yeah, never hurts. Yeah, yeah, but Swedish, especially Swedish fish that maybe accidentally got left in your bag for uh, a couple, uh, couple of months. And I bit into a couple of lows, and I lost like two at uh, two at a span of about uh, 25 minutes on a plane once. And Jack Michaels was so repulsed. He was like, I'm like, Jack, I put up with you pulling your ear hair out. Like, come on, man. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm Listen, just kidding. you know what? We talk about surrounding younger players with the right veterans. And you do. You go back and you look at a guy like Fogelin, and he played the game. He didn't have the skill of those young guys, but he played the game the way – especially back then it had to be played and and those young guys learned about you know when am i hurt, when am i hurt or when am i injured right there's a difference there when can i play and when and when can i not play cuz foggy tended seldom to be injured and and a lot of days was hurt same with a guy like jason smith and you need the right guys got to be able to play right uh, he's got to be able to play and and you know today's player is not the same who's the version of that player on this team would it be an adam larson Pretty tough, stay-at-home, solid citizen guy. You know who game up, right? You know, you know who doesn't miss a lot of games, and who fights through stuff and plays huge minutes is Drysaddle. Oh, for sure. He's yep. he's a, he's a tough sob. I'm telling you quiet. that right. I'm, and yep. and there there are moments quiet, where, right quiet. But, 
He's the master of the uh, eight-inch cross-check. Like he'll give that quick shot once in a while on a guy, but he he does. He's got the puck a lot, and he's angling guy. You know, he's sitting there trying to make plays on his backhand, fanning guys off, and uh, it's it's interesting what's happened here, Mark, between Yamamoto and Cahoon. Yamamoto was the better player for the first six or seven games. Cahoon's been the better winger on that line over the last four or five games. Your thoughts on Kyler Yamamoto and maybe where he can go as a player? Well, I mean, the first thing you got to look at with Kyler Yamamoto is he's, he's played 67 NHL games. You know, like the way he plays, I, you know, we watch every one of them and, and I'm not saying, I don't think I'm surprising any of our listeners, Paul, but watching him play the way he plays, he's mastered some areas of the game or he's very good at them. that usually take a couple hundred games. You know, he's his puck battles, a small guy who wins a puck like he does. He plays beyond his years, but he's only played 67 games. I think last night we saw something. Everybody saw it. He saw it when he passed, when he, when he passed that puck back to dry. Saddle uh, and didn't shoot it. So what I want to say is, he's got 20 shots on net in 14 games. If you're going to be the right winger for one of the best passers, maybe the best passer going these days in the National Hockey League, and you're young in your career, I would think you should look at yourself and say, you know what? If if I'm not a goal scorer now, I should start working on being a goal scorer because there's a lot of goals playing next to 29 and I hate to see Kyle Yamamoto take that pass and pass it back. I want to see a young player. If you know, if I'm Dave Tippett, I want to tell that kid, son, we want you to shoot that puck. And if you're not confident in your shot, then get to work on it. You're 22. You got all kinds of time to improve. I'd like to see Kyle Yamamoto sort of see himself, see himself as a bit of a finisher and then get to work on it and see what he can become. Do you know what part of the problem is, Mark? We've raised a generation of players that want to share the puck, and we talk about the best actors <laughs> share the screen and the best broadcasters share the mic. Uh, and on days when I suck, it's because I talk too much, and I know that. And and I'm telling you right now that the players today, there's there's so much push to do things the right way they don't want to seem greedy they don't want to seem uh, mm-hmm. selfish so it, 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 do they it, defer it, to dry saddle and mcdavid bob i think they defer right yes and so that's why i have some empathy for the position like i you know i know kyler's maybe not been quite as effective but i mean it's been mark he's played 41 games since being recalled last year for the game on december the 31st against the New, Jer- New York Rangers. Right. In those 41 games, he's got 34 points and he's plus 22. He's yeah. doing all right. Harold has oh. text. Harold's text. I'll give you a second. I just want to read this text from Harold. Made a lot of sense. Bob, media and fans can judge whether or not a prospect are ready or has been fast tracked after the fact. But the, the trick I see is to judge the player at the time he arrives here. I feel the Oilers may have someone who is capable of that task now. Ken Holland. That one comes to us from Harold. Hmm. Interesting. Go ahead, yeah. Spec. Go ahead. Well, I don't. I, I don't want to. You know, I know how these things get misinterpreted. This isn't me saying Yamamoto's not a good player. He's got to be better. He's not good. I'm not saying any of that. He's a really. He's 22. He's played 67 games. He's in your top six. He's going to be there for the next, you know, 12 years probably. So he's a really good player. But I think there's some. I. You know, he's got. Where would you rank his shot, Bob? His shot is. He's got an average shot, let's say. I don't think he's got a huge snipe. But I also see young players who work on things like that. And I think there's opportunity 
all kinds of opportunity for Yamamoto, and I think he's a good enough player. You're going to get to play with Drysaddle every day. I think you should get a little greedy once in a while, shoot that puck. I think he's a guy that could, if he worked on it and made it a priority, I could see him scoring 25 for sure next to 29, couldn't you? I would say it's a likely scenario that he will be shooting more uh, moving forward in the future in his career just because he's going to get more comfortable in that environment and does not think that he has to always look to give Drysaddle a puck back. That's it. Maybe Drysaddle's got to say, hey, kid, quit giving me the puck back. <laughs> right? When I give it to you, shoot it. All right. Here we go, Mark. We're going to go from talking about the shooters to the stoppers and uh, specifically about Miko Koskinen. When we return, it's 116 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. It's 118 in Edmonton. We have Sportsnet Spec Mark Spector for Horse Racing Alberta. Our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans caring for our horses, Horse Racing Alberta. All right, Spec. Let's uh, let's get to the goaltending situation because I have a lot of empathy for the position that Miko Koskinen was in, I, and I will, and I preface this by saying that you know you can be a bit of a, a, a baseline stats junkie, in other words, goals, assists, points, draft years, and that sort of stuff. In time, I think we've all tried to learn a lot more about advanced analytics. Positionally speaking, the area that I've had to sort of digging the most on is goaltending. Uh, I am of the belief that if the Oilers have a split goaltending rotation, they can be okay. And I think Koskinen's actually a decent split rotation goaltender. And if it's me, I would suggest there's 25 or 31 teams in the league that have a split rotation goaltending situation. There's only, you know, like there's John Gibson and Anaheim. He's the guy. There's no question. But there aren't a lot of those guys in the league. And so I, I must tell you, I know Koskinen wasn't good enough against Calgary. And I just think that the, the fatigue of playing 12 out of 13 games after the Oilers only playing four games in the previous 300 days and the fact that he didn't get any practice time because goalies need that came back to bite him. Uh, so I'm not prepared to sit there and say the guy was a terrible signing. I actually think he can be a serviceable goaltender. It's not the perfect signing, but it's there's been worse. I mean, the Oilers signed a couple defensemen, Andrew Ferentz and Mark Fain, and they basically didn't play the third and fourth years of their contracts. It, it didn't play at all in Edmonton. Played a combined ten games between those two players. And again, uh, they got Ferentz too late in his career, and Fain's career went sideways. So um, but uh, what say you when it comes to Miko Koskinen? Well, I mean, you broach a million things. I'm not going to sit here and defend the four and a half. What was it, four and a half million for for three years, right? Yep, yep. That's too much. There's, I don't. Chiarelli was asleep at the wheel. That was a lousy contract. Fair enough. Never blame the player for a bad contract, Bob. If okay. my place wanted to sign me for four times what I'm worth, I'd take the 30000 a year and I'd run with it. Uh, <laughs> that's the funniest thing you've said in 17 years of working together, buddy. That's that's a funny Brendan, mark that. Because you finally got it right, Mark. <laughs> so he's a, he's a goalie that has to have a good partner. He's proven. We know what Miko Koskinen is. There's no more questions here. 
when he's got a good partner, a steady partner, he's also a good steady partner. Yeah. Now, where that leaves you come playoff time, I don't know, Bob, when you go into playoffs with two guys. We'll figure that out when we get there. So the question, though, the question, though, becomes this. If your running meet when your Miko Koskinen is almost 39, I don't care whether his name is Mike Smith or Jacques Plant. I don't care what I'm not ripping on Mike Smith. I don't. I like Mike Smith. But when your running mate is 39, and it your game, right? Your game relies on the 38 and three quarter year old guy being healthy so that you can split the games. Right? Koskinen has to have that guy, or he's not near as good a goalie. We've known that now. He doesn't do well starting every game. I get it. So that's the risk. Smith gets hurt off the start of the year. They play. I think the, Koskinen has played a hundred more minutes than the second place guy in the league, who is John Gibson. So that to me is it's not Michael Koskinen's fault that Mike Smith got hurt, right? If Smitty stays healthy this year, I can live with the tandem. It's not the greatest tandem. I can live with the tandem, but it's a risk. It's a risk when the other guy's an aging goalie. And the first guy needs that Asian goalie to stay healthy. There's a lot of cards on that uh, house of cards, Bob. So, Mark, I'm looking at Columbus, okay, and they've got, because they, they're an organization that's confident in their goaltending depth, they've got Elvis Merzlichkins. He's $4 million. And yep. so they, they got Corpus Allo's And he's of, Latvian. And he's Latvian, Bob. Never go wrong with a Latvian. So, right. uh, you know what? I'm looking like, if Edmonton had a goaltending tandem next year of Merzlichkins and Koskinen, it's eight, eight and a half, eight and a half million dollars in goal. I, I could live with that. And I think that the, and, and Merzlichkins is like 26. He's a younger guy. I got to tell you, I think that'd be a pretty good, like, I'm looking at Boston. They have Tuka Rask. He's one of the best goalies in the world, but they still play Halak like 40% of the time. I look at Montreal. We basically see Carey Price as Canada's number one goalie for the Olympics. And they brought in Jake Allen. Uh, they're paying him four million this year, and then they got him an extension for two more years to ease yep. the workload. Like, yep. I, you know, and so and so. Here's the problem: we had a lot of people. Like, there's no question Koskinen got outplayed by Markstrom against Calgary, and no, and that. But you know what? It was a cumulative effect. Twelve out of thirteen starts. The guy's played more than anybody else in the league, and he doesn't get the practice time to work on parts of his game. And that guy works his you-know-what off in practice. You're down there. You and me are usually the first two guys at a morning skate when we're in normal times. Koskinen was out there all the time the last two seasons. If he wasn't working on his game, I wouldn't come to his defense this much. But he grinds, and he is working, and he is improving. So I have some empathy for him. they got to have they got to have two guys that are capable of playing at least 35 games each. And yeah, that's, it, right? It's not fair to take a player, and you know what the player is, and play him out of, out of that area and then complain that he's not good enough. If you took Jesse Pogliarvi right now and made him kill penalties and check the best guy on the other team, we'd say, you know, you're not, I I would be surprised if that was an area of strength for a young player like Jesse right now. And it would be unfair, right? It'd be totally unfair to put him in that position. It's a position to fail. When you take Nico Koskinen, we know exactly what he is. If he plays half the games, I think he had a 917 last year. That's a really good number in today's NHL. You take him and you make him the, the minutes leader in the league through 12 games or 13 games by 100 minutes. It's unfair to the player. 
It's not right. It's not. It's unfair to the player. You put them in a position to fail, and it all came back to bite you Saturday night in Calgary. The difference in that game was in goal. There's no question about that. They got out goaltended. They lost the game because they didn't get a save. And we all blame Miko Koskinen. I I didn't blame him as much as I blame the situation. But yeah. in my opinion, you you put him in a position to fail, and he failed on Saturday night. It's not right for the player. It's not fair. Uh, it's a tough year, and they're going to have to figure it out, Bob. i got to tell you, Mark, I was a little bit surprised how sharp Smith was last night. But, yeah, me like too. He, like, he's had one appearance since March 11th of last year. That's 11 months. He was, was on game it. Game one against Chicago when the team was awful in front of him, right? Right, and he gave away yeah. a goal in that game on a mishandle, of, and, yeah. and, and that didn't help. To, it exasperated the situation. But the fact is his puck handling last night helped the team out. Like, oh, you know, you know, he I'd just was... right? You kind of forget, don't you, until you see it? Yeah. Right? Well, you kind of forget so, until you see it. All right, well, Mark, uh, hey... We'll, we'll hook cop on Friday, and uh, we'll see. We got Mike Fuda coming up, and you know, the last man, the last former general manager that we uh, got on the show ended up getting back in the NHL and management. I'll have to bring that up with Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but did Brian Burke win the fifty-fifty at a World Junior game at Edmonton? I don't think he ever did. Mike Fuda did. <laughs> we got to get him to tell that story. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right, Bobby. 127 in Edmonton. No wonder he's always loved doing the show. Uh, never says no whenever we call him. Mike Fuda coming up. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Otasco and outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Rich Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Ford is built for you. I'm in a 2021 F-150. It's loaded, great navigation system, all the trinkets and bottles, you know all that stuff, but guess who's not very good with all of it? Like, I'm one of those guys, you got to kind of walk me through it. Uh, they've got people at Brent Ridge that can uh, help get you educated on your vehicle, including Johnny, Uncle Milt, and Rich. Uh, they'll lend you a hand. You can reach them at one 877 or visit com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell back with Mike Fudo when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.